Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, April 16th. Today's the day I'll be in South Dakota for the Mache Conference. And right now, I'm going to air part three of my interview with my friend and patriot, a lover of freedom and a lover of this country, Rick Green. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I hope you guys are having a great Friday in the Pacific Northwest. The sun is shining, you guys. The sun is shining. And uh, I can't wait. I love this time of year. I'm so excited to just be out on the road again and seeing you guys. I want to say thank you to everybody who continues to support this podcast financially. Your financial contributions, your prayer, your encouragement, all of it, it means the world to us. And uh, we love hearing from you. If you want to send us some snail mail, I'll link back to how you can do it in the show notes today, or you can write down this address, you can reach out to us. Heidi St. John, care of the Heidi St. John podcast, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. All right, you guys, I hope that you've been enjoying this conversation with Rick. I love talking with him because he's not afraid to jump into what's happening in the culture, to pray for our nation. He's going to remind you today that there are Democrats we need to pray for who are really literally standing in the gap right now between the radical agenda that Joe Biden wants to push on this country, pushing us farther and farther away from our the original intent that our nation was founded on into socialism and into more of these draconian uh, measures and mandates that are coming from the federal government. You guys are going to love this conversation. Be sure and share it with your friends. And I hope you enjoy part three of my interview with Rick Green in progress. Well, how do people get involved? So we we see what's happening. I, I really want to know, like when you look at this, I mean, the Equality Act, you know, H.R. 5 and then H.R. 1, two of the most damaging pieces of legislation to ever come before the House and the Senate. What do you think the, the odds are that these are actually going to pass? And if they do, is there a chance at reversing any of it? Yes. The, yes, I think they will eventually pass in this administration before we can take the Congress back next year. Um, and yes, they can be reversed. Now, they could be reversed with a new Congress potentially, but not while Joe Biden's president because you're not going to have enough. So that would uh, to override a veto. So it would take until you know literally 2025. But the other way is we, we always forget the Supreme Court's not the final say on every law in America. Congress is not the final say. The states are the final say. George Mason, who, by the way, when you were talking earlier, I was thinking about this. He said, no free government nor the blessings of liberty can be preserved to any people, but by a frequent recurrence to fundamental principles. So if you want freedom and liberty, you, the we the people, not the politicians, but we the people, have to constantly come back and remind ourselves what the principles are. And that's why we're the ones that can't just enjoy the blessings of liberty, can't just enjoy the freedom that other people fight for and that 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 we are literally every day having to scratch and claw for in our state legislatures across the country, you have to become one of the ones that, that fights for that liberty and for that freedom. And that begins with, with civic uh, literacy and knowing these things. So the, the, the thing that can happen long, not long-term, but even short-term is the states can overrule the federal government. The, we've lost the federal government. It's going to take us a few years to get the federal government back. So we have to use the state power to overrule an out-of-control federal government. And George Mason, again, same one that gave us that quote, he's the one that stood up at the convention on September 15th at the end of the Constitutional Convention, and he said, we've got a real flaw in the document that we've drafted. We're only allowing the federal actors, the federal government and Congress to amend the Constitution. And if they're the ones that get out of control, 
they're not going to put themselves back in the box. That's the nature of man. If you seize power, you don't give it up. Look at what's happening with COVID. When you take the power, you don't give it up. <laughs> so he said, we have to come from the outside as the states and overturn them. It was a mic drop moment. No one objected. Everyone agreed. And they added to Article 5 the ability for states to overrule the federal government. We've done, we've done it back with, with, um, with the 11th Amendment. We overturned a Supreme Court decision. That one did originate in the Congress, uh, not uh, with the states. But what we need now are amendments that originate with the states and overrule the federal government. Now, I know that's in the weeds a little bit. Uh, we do teach on that in our Constitution class. But people can be a part of that. We have over a million volunteers right now. Actually, we're close to 1.5 million volunteers as a part of this process of overruling the Supreme Court and the federal government and getting the power back to the states. It's called conventionofstates.com. That's the place that folks want to want to sign up and volunteer. Yep, that's right. And this is important. People can get involved in Convention of States. And I've had Mike Ferris on here talking about this. Obviously, you and I have talked about it before. But the people in the United States are not without avenues to regain their own freedom. I think we've gotten used to we've gotten used to just sort of, you know, being lazy about our freedom. We just took it for granted. And now we're recognizing with the advent of this radical left agenda that we're seeing, they're not going to stop at anything. They're not interested in in working with the uh, the Republicans. They're clearly not interested, right? Biden has been rushing to reverse uh, Trump's policies on everything from immigration to Title IX. And we have got to remember that this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And so we can't leave it up to our uh, to our elected officials, and certainly not in this particular uh, this particular election cycle. I think that in 2022 we've got a chance to over t- to retake the House. What do you think? Uh, I totally agree, and I think we've got to take a page out of the playbook of the left. They do not focus on just one thing. They they work every angle. Uh, they use every weapon, and we've got to do the same thing. We've got to use the constitutional power to overrule the federal government. We've got to do the local classes, studying the Constitution, studying what the Bible says about this. But then we also have to really engage in this next election cycle, finding good candidates, volunteering for them, donating to them. I mean, our founders gave lives, fortune, sacred honor. We've got to give up our time. That's our lives. So we've got to start volunteering for folks and, and hosting classes, doing all these different things. But we've also got to start contributing to good candidates, to good causes. We've got to start putting our money where our value values are. And then sacred honor, that's standing up, speaking truth, no matter what it's going to cost us, no matter what the rest of social media and everybody else and cancel culture says that we're willing to speak that truth. And so finding those good candidates and look, I mean, Heidi, I've been talking about you all over the country because I, I, I you didn't ask me to do this and I'm, you, you may cut this out, but I'm just going to say it. you're the model of what we need because we need citizen legislators. We need people that have actually been in the real world, that have raised families, that have started businesses, that have had to meet a bottom line, that know how to articulate articulate these things, that study these things, you're exactly what we need more of. So the fact you're running for Congress is a great sign, not just for the people in your district, but all the people across the country to know this is Washington state. Okay, look, folks, I'm a Texan. I think Texas is the beacon of freedom, but we're getting the examples. The best examples are coming out of Washington. The pastors in California, like Jack Gibbs and Rob McCoy and Jurgen Matheson, all these guys, they're setting the example. I think, Heidi, I believe you're going to set the example for what a congressional candidate needs to be, not just in this 2022 election, but in these next few cycles where I think it's going to take about three cycles for us to really be able to take this thing back. So I'm so excited you're running. And, and I want people to look at your race. Look at your local city council races and school board races. There's so much you can do. Never, ever buy into the idea that the system is too big. It's too far gone. I'm just one person. I can't impact it. 
I'm telling you, you can make a difference right there in your local area where you are, but also in these key races like Heidi's and a few of these other key races around the country that I hope become the most important races in the nation in 2022. Yeah, I hope so, too. And I think, you know, hope springs eternal in Heidi St. John for this country, because I don't believe I'm I'm from one of the most, you know, radical left places in the entire nation. But I can tell you what people are starting to wake up. People are starting to say, wait a second, they said this and now it looks like that. And I believe that we can actually change it. And that's the reason I said I would run. And I think looking at where we're going versus where we've been, we know we no longer have the choice to sit this thing out, right? And we're watching Joe Biden and the rad- the radical left, right? I've, I've been looking at this court packing thing. I think probably one of the most uh, tragic and certainly most destructive moves, and he's made a bunch in the couple of months now that he's been in the White House, is it centers around the Supreme Court. So in 2020, He sort of danced around. You remember this? They asked him if he would expand the the Supreme Court, meaning would you pack it with leftist justices in order to erase the originalist gains that we made under Donald Trump, right? And last Friday, he issued an executive order and he created a commission to, quote, study Supreme Court reform. So this is the first step, right, in, in packing the court. And another example of the hypocrisy, right? I mean, because this is the same guy that said uh, back in 83 that FDR's idea to pack the court was a, quote, bonehead idea and never should have been done because it decreases respect in the court. Same thing Justice Breyer has even come out and said, a left-wing justice on the U.S. Supreme Court, saying if they do this, it's going to cause people to have less faith in, in the Supreme Court. But Joe Biden and this administration and these people on the left, they do not care about principle. It's all about power. So they will change their position on a dime if it means it gets them more power. And that's why he's doing this now and hoping to be able to pack the court. And you're right. The commission is the, the first step in that direction. Yeah. And so where does it go from here? I mean, the question becomes, again, I guess I'm, I'm always kind of looking at these worst case scenarios because we do have a worst case scenario right now. They've got the House, they've got the Senate, and they've got the executive branch of our government, right? And so this is their assault on our nation's independent judiciary. So now they're going after the judiciary. And if that happens, we'll never see a conservative in office again. Isn't that what that isn't that what they're trying to do? A hundred percent. And, and you know, this is the first time that that you've seen a potentially conservative court. Um, you know, I think we've got five that in some on, on most issues are constitutionally conservative. But any one of them strays on any one of those issues and we and we lose it. So it's really still neck and neck. And they know that. So that's why they want to be able to add even just one or two or three uh, to the court. You know, uh, Jackson did it on his way out of office you know, 150 years ago. Added, I think he added two to the court. Um, it went up to 10 at one point, uh, came back down to seven. So it has fluctuated, but it's been set at nine for 150, no, 100 and almost 160 years. Um, and, and you know, I, I'm actually, I'm all for a larger court so that you don't have so much power in one person's hands, but that's a long term, like you got to do that over a long period of time. He, and that's for the structure of the system itself. What he wants to do is change the makeup of the court. He actually wants to change the philosophical value of the court and the perspective of the court so that his agenda does not get overturned. That's exactly what FDR was doing when he tried to pack the court. And that's why we had what they called the switch in time that saved nine, because the court had actually upheld the Constitution and and struck down a lot of FDR's policies that created a minimum wage at the federal level and all these other things. It was a nightmare. And so he, by just threatening the court, he got them to start reversing their own decisions and siding with him. I hope that doesn't happen with this court. I do worry about that. I am concerned that just a couple of these, you know, the conservative block 
will say, well, we got to, you know, we got to keep him from packing the court and keep people respecting the court. So if we just moderate a little here, that would be terrible. And so I'm hoping they don't. I know Roberts would do that, but I'm hoping the other five would not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the Democrats and the Republicans see the court very differently. It seems to me from what I'm observing, the Democrats are looking at the Supreme Court as sort of a super legislature. Right. And so they want to use the Constitution as a tool to drag history forward. Your so they look are they, so good. This is why I want you in Congress, because you're you are you are so you're spot on. They see the court. And, th- and this is the real issue. It's not about how many are on the court. It's the role that the court plays. The founders never envisioned the court as a policymaking branch. In fact, there's quote after quote of them saying it's not a policy. It's not equipped for that. It would be wrong to do that. Hamilton even said you don't have to fear the loss of liberty from the court ever unless it becomes a legislative or an executive enforcing the law branch. So you're exactly right. If we get the court back into its proper box, it doesn't matter if it's nine or 50 on the court. It's what they're actually doing that is the danger. And the Democrats want to use it to make policy because it doesn't have to answer to the American people. Yeah. And it's dangerous. And and so, you know, we taught we started this podcast talking about one of the main ways and one of the best ways that you can become involved as a citizen is to really understand the issues that are facing the nation right now, because we're talking about issues if they go forward, if the radical left gets what they want right now, because right now the, uh, the Supreme Court is not that super legislature that the that the left would like it to be. They could fundamentally transform the country. And I think this is where this is where it is so uh, so devastating because Biden is radically transforming America a whole lot faster than Obama ever dreamed, and this is what Obama wanted, right? The hope and change. When he said change, he wasn't messing around. They don't want the country to look anything like the founders intended for it to look. And and American citizens, if you love this country, if you're passionate about freedom, you got to use your voice and stand up against it. And, and it's not lost. It's, you know, there's always been a struggle. There's always been, you know, differing views in the country. There's always been a, a left that wanted to see these things happen. The problem is we have been silent for too long and on the sidelines for too long. So I love the name of your program. And that's what I mean, if people will do this, if we'll come out in droves, it doesn't even take you don't have to have half the country to move the country. You need about, you know, really 10 percent of the country that's active can move the nation in the right direction or the wrong direction if the wrong 10% are being active. So don't think that you've got, you know, because a lot of people give up and they say, well, the education system has been so bad for two generations. Most of these kids believe in socialism, blah, blah, blah. So there's no point. That's not true. You can, first of all, you can change their minds. They don't even really know what they're saying when they say they're for socialism. So truth will set them free and bring them back to the, to the right side of the issues. But more importantly than that, you can influence and win the political battles of the day and shift the country in the right direction with a very small percentage percentage of people, but you have to be active. You have to use the tools at your fingertips. You got to know how the constitution works, know how the political realm works and simply be salt and light. I mean, if we're truly salt, then we're not only preserving the culture, we're bringing out the best flavor in the culture. And the reason the nation, the reason America became the greatest nation is because of that biblical salt and light. It influenced, it brought out the best flavor. When we receded and we stopped influencing with a biblical worldview, it stopped having that same flavor. And so it became, the nation started going downhill. But if we bring those principles back, they don't change. They work every time they're tried. So let's be salt and light again. And America can be restored. Our constitution can be restored. But we've got to be like in the book of Nehemiah. We've got to say, I'm going to rebuild the wall right here by my house. I'm going to do my part where I live. And if everybody will do that that's listening right now, wow, what a huge difference can be made in the culture. 
No, it's going to it's going to be huge and I think we're going to start to see it in 2022. I am actually really excited about. It. I love what you guys are doing at Patriot Academy. Um we hear from people all the time here at the show who have gotten involved in Patriot Academy and they're hosting these things. Talk to listeners cuz we've got a lot of new people here now. Talk to them about how they can get involved and study the constitution and actually encourage their friends and neighbors to do the same thing. The first thing to tell them is it's free. <laughs> Everybody likes that. So it's entirely free. We give the classes away for free. You can become a constitution coach for free. Um, that gives you access to all of our training, all of our videos. You can pick which course you want to use. You can do one in your church, in your home, in your li- you know wherever you want. You can do it online. You can mix it and have some people in your living room and some people dialing in on Zoom. You don't have to know anything about the Constitution or history. You are a sojourner with your fellow students. I even tell them that I'm America's Constitution coach, and I get up in front of every class and say, I'm no guru. I'm going to learn with you. Somebody's going to stump me tonight with some question, and that'll be my homework, and I'll add it to the class later. So we're doing this together. We're having fun and we're learning together. And everybody that's listening can do that. Um, you can do, we got a six week class, an eight week class and a 10 week class. So they can pick which one uh, they want to do. It's just one night a week. It's about an hour and a half to two hours. And what I encourage people to do is just, you know, it's great fellowship, get folks in a room, visit a little bit, play the video, and then start kind of working through and just talking about what you learned from the video. We have great people in the videos, Kurt Cameron's in there and Matt Staver and Rabbi Daniel Lappin, David Barton, Tim Barton, all kinds of folks adding commentary to what can you do as a citizen? What is the right way to take a biblical worldview and a constitutional perspective and influence the culture? And I'm telling you, Heidi, it's a great time. I promise you, people, if you host a class, you will have hope. You will leave each class and the people will leave the class, you know, leave your house or get offline with hope and knowing they can make a difference. And you'll find people running for office after taking the class or finding candidates that they can support. It's really creating a groundswell. You can be the catalyst for a restoration of biblical values and constitutional principles. It's super easy. Constitutioncoach.com is the website. Constitutioncoach.com. I love it. Constitutioncoach.com. You have been doing, you know, really encouraging people to get involved, get off the bench. One of the reasons I I so love what you do and you and I resonate uh, so much with each other is this idea that we know because we're team people, like we like to work with teams, right? Because we recognize that there really is power in numbers. There's power in people just saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the Rosa Parks of my generation. I'm going to be the person that's not going to get off the bus. My son texted me the other day and he's up in Seattle and he and his wife were taking a bus in a downtown Seattle. And he said, Mom, you know, I'm not I'm not wearing a mask. And he goes, I'm the new Rosa Parks. And I was like, not, not quite, but okay. <laughs> I love you know? it. I, I want to send your son uh, this shirt that says fear is not a virtue because on the back it says, in fact, that, that same trip I got kicked off the plane for my mask dangling from my ear for too long. Um, I had texted my my boys. We we were splitting up from our we do this constitutional defense class out in Nevada where we teach people how to shoot and how to study the Constitution at the same time. And we were going different directions. And and so I didn't want to say be safe. I was so sick of everybody saying be safe to the point that they weren't even leaving the house. So I texted the boys and I said, don't be safe. Be dangerous. Be dangerous to the enemy, dangerous to apathy and an absolutely existential threat to tyranny. And so a buddy of mine that came up with this fear is not a virtue. He, I'd shared that quote with him and he loved it enough. He's it's on the back of the shirt. So you get me your son's address. I want to send him one of these shirts. Dude, I'm going to do it. He'll love that. He'll love it. You know, you got to be, you got to stand up. If you're going to live some of these cities, you know, uh, the big cities, especially Portland, Seattle, you know, we really are uh, up against it here, but I'm telling you what, there is freedom. I, I keep telling everybody where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty Where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And we can tell now with the nation that has moved farther and farther away from the Lord, our liberties have gone with it. 
we've lost our liberties at the same pace as it, you know, it's, it's directly correlated to how we have not been following God, right? The woke church, the progressive church, all those things. And we've got an opportunity now to see a change, to see a shift happen. And you guys are at the front of that. I'm so excited. I actually talking to you, I'm thinking we should host them at the homeschool resource center. Ooh, let's do we it. Should totally. You should totally come here and we should like fire people up. I'd it would it. be amazing. I'd so you love know, it. I'd love we're it. to talk about that. You cannot have liberty without morality, and you can't have morality without those religious principles that produce that. And that's what we've lost in our country. We can restore that absolutely, and it can. Have, you're so right. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And it's absolutely necessary to have that liberty long term. That's mm, true. Well, my friend Rick Green, thank you for coming on the show for these last couple of days. I know people are going to be so blessed and encouraged and empowered and equipped, which is what you guys are doing over at Patriot Academy. And uh, I just thank you so much for what you're doing. One more time, where they can, where can people find you online? ConstitutionCoach.com. That's where you can sign up for the, the classes. If you just want to host a class in your home, become a coach. Uh, it's also where you can sign up to go with us to the Constitutional Defense Course, if you're interested in that as well. We've had Todd Starnes and Matt Walsh and, and uh, Daniel Horwitz and others out there with us recently. And you can watch those videos on the website at ConstitutionCoach.com. But at the very least, take a class and start studying these things. Teach them to your family. Become that catalyst and get involved in some races. Start donating to some good candidates out there. Start volunteering. Even if you don't have the money to donate, you can go stand at the polls. You can go hold signs or you can, there's something for everybody to do in making a difference to save the country. Mm, It's so true. It's a republic if we can keep it. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming on the show. We'll talk again soon and I'm sure we won't run out of things to talk about. Thanks, Heidi. God bless you. For more information on Rick Green and his awesome Constitution course, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. I will link back to all things Rick Green in the show notes today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you will get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at MomStrongInternational.com.